Welcome back to the Mamba Minds podcast. With me today, we have a good buddy of mine, Danny Perez. Uh, Danny played hockey at the University of Maine. He also played professionally, and he is a host of the Monkey Minds podcast, which is a big reason on why I began making these episodes. I hope you guys enjoy, and let's get right into it. Appreciate it. Yeah, I saw you guys just uh, release some of that stuff, so I'll have to get some some of these. Yeah, yeah, I got some extras. So if you ever want some, just let me know. Send them your way. Yeah, definitely. So I appreciate you kind of coming on. Um, uh, this kind of means a lot to me because you're kind of the reason why I kind of started it. So I'll kind of let you kind of go into who you are because most of the people that listen to this are from Indianapolis, so. They may not know anything about main hockey or anything like that. So yeah, kind of let you kind of go into a bit of who you are and you can even plug your podcast. Cool. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, my name is Danny Perez and I'm from New Jersey. I uh, played ice hockey um, right now, not really playing, but I um, was playing professionally for a year. Um, but yeah, I played over at university of Maine um, division one. Yeah. Up in Maine, Orno, Maine. So it's, way north it's like eight hours from my house in jersey here and then um did four years there graduated in 2019 was a communications and marketing ma- uh, major and then went to play a year of pro played in south carolina macon georgia um kansas city for a bit so been all around and now covid hit so not playing this year but kind of figuring it all out and started the the monkey mind podcast with a buddy of mine anthony florentino he's playing pro hockey right now too so um yeah you want to check it out it's monkey mind pod on instagram and the monkey mind podcast on spotify itunes all that yeah and i'll definitely give you guys the at when i post this on instagram and stuff like that so anyone who is interested um and give that a look uh you guys got some great content that you guys interview a ton of athletes um from tons of different sports so definitely go check that out if you're interested in how mental health kind of affects from an athlete perspective um, I'm hoping to maybe get on that one day, uh, get that rolling. But you want to go into kind of how, um, when you kind of started to feel like anxious and kind of stuff like that? Yeah, um, it's kind of always been there my whole life, to be honest. I uh, started, I don't know when the first time it really started, but I remember around like four or something along those lines, I just had like this massive anxiety attack at night. And from that point on, it kind of happened once every few years or so. And pretty much what it was, I would just be laying in bed at night and I would look up. I wasn't asleep yet. Obviously, I'd just be right before going to bed. I'd look up and I'd look around and the room started to kind of, you know, sink in on me. And I'd get really, um, you know, heavy breathing and shortness of breath, all that. And it felt like I was really claustrophobic. And just like the visuals for me just started messing me up. And, um, yeah, and then it would stem into like a full-blown anxiety attack. I'd <clears throat> I'd be puking, gasping for air outside the window and like shaking and like crying hysterically and didn't know what exactly it was. So pretty much that's how it's manifested for me. And then from that point on, it, it's happened every, I don't know, two to four years, like one big episode. And then 
and it's always at night too. And then as I got gotten older, the one episode of the anxiety attack leads into months of depression. And then now as I've gotten older and kind of understand what's going on, I've always had those big episodes of the anxiety attacks, but even just on a day-to-day life, I just have generalized anxiety, I guess you could say, where it's just kind of always underlying. And there's one big moment where I just lose control and have the full-on panic attack. But I've always noticed now, oh, it's always been there to some capacity. So for me, it's just the racing thoughts in my head and, you know, uncontrollable thoughts. And then that manifests into, you know, the panic attacks. So when did you kind of like, um, cause for me, like I grew up playing sports as well. Like I noticed, like, I know I started to kind of figure out more about anxiety as like I got older and like what it kind of was. Do you think it kind of started where like growing up playing sports and like getting nervous, all those like pregame jitters play like a big impact on that? Cause me personally, I was always that kid that would get completely nervous before a game and like, oh, you got to play well. Like you can't, you can't shit the bed here. So I think, yeah. like, yeah, do you think that kind of had a little impact on it? I think 100%. I think it got worse as I got older, got to the higher levels, because it feels like it matters more. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more on the line. But definitely I'd get, like, I don't know, I'd get anxious because, like, the, every game felt so big and so monumental. And then I think when I was underperforming to the ability that I wanted to was, was when it got worse. Um, like, there was a point when I was, like, 13 years old, maybe even before that, like 12, 11, I made a jump to a different organization and it was a higher level. And the first year I was there, I did great. And then I think after that, I kind of just started noticing that I was falling a little bit behind. And then ever since then, I just kind of always felt anxious around the rink sometimes, even though I loved hockey so much. I just like, cause I cared so much. I think I cared too much in a sense. Yeah. And then the older I got and the higher levels I got, it just, you know, you can get scratched. You cannot play. There was times where I didn't play for a month and a half, you know, in college, um, just because I was scratched because the coaches didn't feel I was good enough to play or whatever. And that brings on even more anxiety. So I think athletics played a role for me in dealing with, in dealing with my anxiety and even causing some, just because of the fact that, you know, if you don't perform, you don't play. And when you care about something and you want to go to the highest possible level, it feels like every game and every practice matters so much. And, you know, it does. I think there's like places because sports are kind of people's outlet too. So it's like you can relieve some stress, but it also completely adds to it. So it's like you give and take kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, everything's watched. I mean, mm-hmm. at, at practice, the coaches watch every single rep. And if you don't execute a rep the way that they want it to be executed, then you're going to get yelled at. And, um, I don't know, like if you have a hard coach, like our coach is a pretty hard-nosed guy and he would, when he yelled at you, he, he made sure you knew, you know, like he was really, he was a force to be reckoned with in a sense. Like he was a, um, he made an intim- intimidating guy. So like, you don't want to mess up. And then, you know, then you're worried about not messing up instead of just like playing the game and, you know, doing your thing. So <clears throat> yeah, like you said, in a sense, it, it definitely is your outlet, but is also can be the, the stem of, you know, some of the stuff you go through. And that was kind of the stuff that I battled with was like the balance between the two. Is, is this even an outlet for me anymore? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think I remember like, um, I, this might, I might be wrong on this, but 
when you were on patties, didn't you like not get to Maine? So like you were pretty like older than like you took like a longer route to get there. So do you think that was kind of like a bigger like a reason too and why you felt behind? Like um hundred percent. Well yeah, well that's why like I think um so I play I played three years of junior hockey after high school. So I didn't go to college, which is t- pretty typical. Not everyone does three years, but some people do one, two. I did three. So um, going in at 21 was good for me in ways. I think I was definitely more mature going into college. I was not ready to go at 18. And even times looking back at 21, I don't even think I was ready mature-wise. But regardless, I mean, I went in at 21, and um, I didn't commit to play college till going into my last year of junior. So I had one more chance to do it. If it didn't work out, I didn't know what I was going to do. So that was a big reason why I had a lot of anxiety. It was going to my last year. I didn't know where I was going to go to college. I was 20 years old already. And I was just like, my friends were going to be juniors at this point. So I was like, what's going on? But um, for me, it was just always an uphill battle. And I was a recruited walk-on. So I didn't get any scholarship money at first. So going into college, I just knew it was going to be an uphill battle. And I was going to have to scratch and claw to be in the lineup every night and play. So, I mean, coming in, you're not coming in as like a five-star recruit. You're not getting the red carpets rolled out for you. You're not, you know, told, oh, you're going to get power play minutes, penalty kill minutes, and all like the top spots. You know what I mean? Be a starter, essentially. So I had a scratch and claw. So just knowing that coming in, I think I managed it well at first. It was not a big deal. And I think I was exceeding expectations to a degree. But – I guess when I found myself falling off, I was like so worried about losing what I'd worked so hard to get that that caused a lot of stress for me. Um, So yeah, especially being 21, it didn't really so much bother me. It just, I wanted to make sure that I achieved this goal, which luckily I did. Yeah. It was like one of those constant pains. that was kind of like on your mind. Like I got to do this. hundred percent. Well, yeah, that, that summer going into my last year of juniors before I committed, I had had a really bad anxiety attack. Um, it was like in April or something like that. And then I got like depressed for like four months and lost like 20 pounds, 30 pounds. I had to see a therapist and it was going to my, like the most important year of my hockey career at the time. And I was just like so anxious that I wasn't going to reach the goal of going division one. And I was so worried about it to the point where it drove me into a depression and losing a bunch of weight. It was just unhealthy. So. Yeah. And honestly, like a, a big thing, that could stem from that is like losing sight of like why we play in the first place, you know, like just when you play it's because you love it, you don't play it because it's a job. And once you kind of start looking at it as like something you have to do, I feel like that's where a lot of people kind of lose that love. I know like that happened to me. That's like a big reason why I hung it up and like kind of just lose that, that feeling for that passion. Yeah. I think that's, I've always, you know, loved hockey but I think I cared too, too much, like I said before. And just like, at the end of the day, it's just a game, you know? I think mm-hmm. if you look too far ahead at the goals that you want to achieve in whatever you do, you forget to actually just enjoy the whole thing. And looking back as someone who, I mean, I think I'm done. I don't know, to be honest, because like lately I've been kind of missing it a lot. But um, looking back, I just wish I enjoyed playing as opposed to just like wanting to achieve my goals. Yeah. Because like now I look back and it's like, okay, I've achieved the goals, but like I didn't even enjoy it. Cause I was so worried about achieving the next one and I did enjoy it, but 
Like, why did I stress so much? At the end of the day, who gives a shit? It's just a game, yeah. you know? And you, like, take that time for, like, granted, like, with playing with, like, your boys, you know? Like, you kind of – You miss that stuff. Exactly. So, that's the thing that I kind of – I don't have any regrets about it, but I don't know. I just wish I didn't – I don't know. Yeah. Put so much pressure on achieving the goals as opposed to just enjoying the ride. Yeah, definitely. So, like, kind of how um, – um, how are you – when you started to feel anxious, like kind of in Maine, like, like how did you kind of go about like putting it out there? You know, like, cause some people, like for me, it took, it took months to kind of let people know I was kind of dealing with mental health shit. So it was like, how, like, how did you kind of go about that? Cause I know a lot of people suffer in like silence and stuff. Yeah. Well, for me, um, quite frankly, I, I would drink quite a bit and it was easy to hide in college because everyone drinks in college. Yeah. So like I would go out and I would just be drunk, but I would get like belligerently drunk. But again, it's college. So you can hide and you look like an idiot. So then that was kind of like how I was coping with it for a while. And I would like make jokes about it when I was drunk and stuff, but it was like, I was the team clown, like kind of, you know, kind of always mm-hmm. been that way. So like I would just say stuff and guys would like laugh and shrug it off. But then there was a couple of times where I would just get like way too drunk, like scarily drunk. And I realized that like, I just did some self-assessing and I was like, I kind of think I have a serious problem here and I'm dealing with this in the wrong way. And that's when I just pretty much was like, I got to go get help. So I went to our counseling center, but um, as far as like talking about it openly, I just flat out, like, I don't know, I guess since I dealt with it my whole life, I've, it's like been, it's like normal to me. Yeah. like it's not like something that like a curve when i was like 16 and like yeah. what is this feeling what is this this is anxiety what I, I can't have anxiety like i've always had it so it's just like another day in the life for me you know so i was always cool about talking about it you know yeah i was always comfortable with talking about it so i think it was lucky for me and i like the joke anyway and like i just used it as like a joke but i think there came a point where it was getting a little too i was drinking way too much and using it as a coping mechanism and then that self-assessment of like, wow, like this can get really out of hand. And it kind of already is. And I was like, I got to go get some help because it, it could get way worse. And I just, um, I think I, I reached out to somebody. I just kind of said like, I got to find out a way to talk to someone about this. Um, Cause I'll end up getting hurt. And that's the last thing I wanted. So I just said, I think I went to one of our, um, geez, I think it was like one of our athletic trainers or, or someone who worked in like the front office at our hockey program up at school. And I said, is there like a therapist office? I can go talk to somebody. And they point, Oh yeah, that's who it was. It was one of our um, academic coordinators. So, so the girl um, was a lady who helped us with setting up our classes and all that stuff around our hockey schedule and making sure we were compliant and doing all that sort of stuff for us. Um, I spoke to her and I kind of broke down to her and told her what was going on she set me up over at the counseling center with a couple meetings and yeah, I did it in private. I mean, as much as I joked about, it, I did that in private. I actually went to someone in private and I think you just have to find somebody that you can trust who you feel comfortable mm-hmm. with, you know, it's the biggest thing. Yeah. yeah. Cause I remember like I would watch past YouTube videos all the time. Like I would see you and you're like an absolute clown. And then when I would watch, I watched your, when you were on his podcast and, I saw you like giving your story and I, I related to it like a ton. Cause like, that's how I am. Like just a clown, always kind of laughing, always joking off and shit. So when I saw 
like that you were dealing with that. That's when I was like, I kind of tuned into your podcast to kind of check out your story and like you have a great one. That's why I was like really wanting to get you on here because um, you can definitely hear the growth when you were speaking through your episodes and all that. And like, that's one thing like I was like, I could see like, I don't even, I've never even physically met you. Like we've never met and I could just tell the growth from you speaking, which that's awesome. Like having the courage to kind of go and find help when, when you needed it and be able to self-assess. Cause like you said, in college, it's crazy to, it's crazy easy to like hide behind the bottle. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like that's, it's not healthy, but I mean, it's the easiest thing to kind of turn to. I think that's the biggest thing is that, um, I don't know. I think <clears throat> it's hard. College is such a vulnerable time. Everyone's really vulnerable. Everyone's trying to figure it out and everyone makes a ton of mistakes and it's completely normal. Um, and I think it's just easy to just hide behind alcohol and, you know, substance abuse and, I mean, it doesn't make you a bad person. It just means that you're just coping with it at that time in a, in a wrong way. But if you let it slip, it can get pretty bad. But I mean, um, I think what you were saying about, so if, oh yeah, there's a, there's something I wanted to say that I think was important was that if there's anybody, and I, we talked about this on ours, I don't know if you've heard, but like from doing our podcast and just being casual about like talking about our own personal mental struggles, you know, my partner and I flow have started to realize like there's more people out there that struggle than there aren't, you know, like it's becoming normalized to talk about it now, which is great, but there's so many people out there who are still quiet about it. And it's completely fine. Everyone opens up at their own time when they feel most comfortable. But if you're one of those people who's just like keeping quiet because you're scared about looking like, like eh, looking like the outlier, I promise you, you're not like if if there's people, if you don't struggle with something, you're the outlier, you know, (laughs) like, like quite frankly, everyone's got something on their plate or something on their mind, you know, like, so don't feel like you're the only one. Cause I guarantee you, you're not. Yeah. That's one thing too. Like you're like having the division one, like athlete status, like playing hockey at such like a big hockey school. Like you're kind of seen like, not necessarily like always as like a human, you know, like, you're kind of seen as like just this not robot, but like just this top tier person that can do no wrong. So when you come on, like say it's like you're just like well, you're battling other people are like, wow, like like me personally, I was like, I never thought like someone of such a high caliber athlete could feel the same shit that I'm feeling, you know? Oh yeah, hundred percent. And that was the thing that kind of bothered a lot of us at school was that a lot of people on campus thought that we had like everything handed to us and we were super privileged. And I'm like it's not the case at all. I mean, we've worked very hard to achieve this goal and to get where we're at and represent the school. Sure. Do we get help? Yeah. We have people who help us out with our classes to make sure that they, you know, work around our practice schedule. But at, at the end of the day, like we wake up, we have morning workouts, then we get the class. Then we have a practice. Then we have post-practice workouts. Then we have to get home and it's like seven o'clock at night and then we have homework we have to balance social life. So there's actually quite a lot on our plate and it can be extremely overwhelming. And on top of that, we're human beings, just like the rest of the people that we're sitting in class with. We just happen to play a sport at a really high level. That's the only difference, yeah. you know? So it, it was always frustrating <clears throat> when people would always say like, oh, you guys are 
privilege. You guys have it easy. It's like the complete opposite. It's a lot of stress to deal with, you know? So that's like, I think just being able to normalize that, you know, I don't know, like even like at these SECs, like football schools, like, yeah, like Trevor Lawrence, Clemson, you know, he's a normal human being as well. Like everyone puts him on this pedestal. Like he's great at football. Yeah. He's a normal human being just like the rest of us too, though. You know, I think we get like jaded by the fact that like people are good at this one thing, but like, I mean, if he comes out, God forbid, in like a couple of years, like he has mental health issues. Everyone be like, oh my God, like, how can you be all my, he's in, like, just like us. It's com- okay. like, he, there's a very good chance he might, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, there's just, that's like the biggest stigma that's like trying to be broken. It's just normalizing that yeah. we're just like the rest of like everybody else, you know? And like one thing I do want to emphasize that you kind of said was how um, when you put yourself out there and kind of be vulnerable, it kind of attracts other people that kind of follow suit is like ever since I've kind of started this and I'm sure you as well with yours, you've like, I've had a number of people kind of hit me up and be like, yeah, like I'm kind of, I have that same stuff. Like I know what you're feeling when you're talking about this. Like, so like, that's just one thing I always tell everyone is like, you're not kind of by yourself on this. You, there's a million people out there that have the same stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why it's important um, that you're doing what you're doing with this. And I think, you know, it's important that I've developed the platform that I have just because, you know, it's one thing for people to be open up, to be opened with, you know, somebody, you know, one-on-one, you know, but no one really ever sees that, you know, there's could be plenty of other people amongst you who are doing the same thing, but it's one-on-one with someone else in private. But when we're out here kind of just opening up publicly for everyone to like look and scrutinize and make comments and we don't care. I think that makes other people kind of feel like, okay, like they're doing it and they're still alive and they're kicking, you know, yeah. I think it allows other people to follow suit and be like, okay, like that's one thing I definitely noticed people have always, people have reached out a lot and have felt more comfortable. And even when I'm out with like buddies or whatever the case is, and I like bring it up like random, because I always wear my hat and stuff. People always ask, what is it? And then the conversation flows. Then all of a sudden they start talking to me openly. And like, I just maybe met these people too. And all of a sudden they start opening up about something that they've gone through. So it's just like the conversation just, you know, once you start going, the traction builds, it's important. People, people want to get it off their chest. They just, they're scared of how to do it and who to do it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you just look at them, you can kind of start picking up on their social cues and like mm-hmm. start reading them better, knowing they're feeling certain ways. And that's always a huge thing as well. Cause no exactly. one wants to go out of their way to like, look for help they kind of want it to kind of come to them sometimes so exactly that's the biggest thing too yeah um, yeah. yeah one question the last question i really had and then that's kind of all i all i had was once you kind of when covid hit like a lot of people including myself always told me like they didn't know what to kind of do um because everything was kind of shut down so what was like kind of one thing you kind of turned to during covid to kind of help release any anxiety or anything you kind of did yeah well I actually started this in June so that kind of was like in the middle of what that you know March was a shutdown yeah right around there it's like around a three-month mark I started this this kept me pretty busy um right when I got home from playing out in Kansas City I actually ended up picking up a bunch of like weight room stuff like just like scrapped a bunch of stuff off Facebook marketplace so I was working out in my basement quite a bit, but <clears throat> I actually had just gotten off like 
the worst year of my life. So um, for me, COVID was actually like the greatest time for me to just like slow down for a second and not do anything and really think. So that forced time to be with myself and myself only and just work out and, you know, with my time. Yeah, like an idle mind is never good, but for me, it was like actually what I needed. So I think for me, I just kind of worked out a lot and um, tried to think about what I really wanted in my life and kind of got to know myself on a deeper level of like, what is it that I really want? You know, not so much like, oh, what kind of stuff do I want to do or what things do I want? Like, no, it wasn't like materialistic stuff. I just ended up like writing on a note card, the stuff that I really wanted. And I, I think I have it right here, but I think it says- I remember, I remember that. Yeah. <clears throat> it was on Pat's episode, right? Yeah, that's where, that, yeah. You want to talk about that? Cause I remember you doing that. And that was- yeah, I have it right here. I don't, ah, yeah. I thought about what I really wanted and what I really wanted out of life. Cause you only get one of it. So you better do it right. And that's, I want to give back, do good and make an impact. So I wrote on this note card and I just kind of like sat with that for a bit and just kind of like looked at it and took out a journal and journaling has been huge. Um, not even like the most formal, just like having something around to like write, like scribble doodles on or just like write a quick note, whatever's like in your head. But I pretty much like journaled like a bunch of like random ideas that just like started flowing. Once I realized that like, that's all I wanted to do was like make an impact and do good stuff for other people and be a good person. I think I was like, yeah, okay. That's what's going to make me happy. You know? And I'm sure that led you right to the podcast. Cause hundred, hundred percent. Yeah. It's exactly how it happened. You're so fulfilling everything on that, on the yeah. note cards. Like just speaking for myself, you, those episodes help me. I look forward to them. I listen to them every, every, once they come out, I listen to them, whether it be in the car doing homework or at the gym I always find a spot I I appreciate that dude thank you and I mean I know it's like uneasy time for everybody but I think it can be a productive time if people just kind of sit down and like kind of realize you know what what they really want to do and sometimes they don't know right you know off the start but if you really think about it a lot of us don't really need much we just want to kind of have the the simplest stuff and you know, it, it doesn't take like the biggest house, the nicest car or anything like that. It's just solid human connection and just being a good person to the next guy. And I don't know, it's, yeah. I always thought it was like this big thing that was going to solve my problems. And yeah, I don't think it's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was one comment that um, one of my coaches made my senior year that I've like always remembered. We were at like halftime and we were playing one of our rivals and like we were losing and he was, he's always been like a vocal coach. Like, he, like you said, he had a hard nose, just would rip you real good. He came into halftime and like we were losing and he's, he's, he's walking. He's like, you know what? Fuck them. He's like, fuck this game. He's like, the only thing that matters is the first two rows at your funeral and the people that are going to carry your casket. And then you just walked out and I was like, whole like, that's just one thing I'm always like, that's, that's how you kind of go about my, my day at least like just trying to remember that. Yeah, I mean, it's <clears throat> it's so important, man, to know that that you can really make a big impact on people's lives. And sometimes 
you know, just the people around you. And yeah, it's a, it's like the smallest, smallest, littlest things that make the biggest difference, you know? Yeah. And, and it's funny you said that like at a basketball game, right? Like, yeah, here you are talking about hockey too. Like, I think hockey is like the biggest thing, greatest thing in the world. And to me at the time, like it was, but it really isn't. It's mm-hmm. a sport that I play that's supposed to make me happy. And the second it's not doing that for you, like what really matters, you know? And same mm-hmm. thing happened for you. Like the game doesn't matter. What really matters is the people who carry your casket and are at your funeral. Exactly. So the rest is just gravy. Yeah, definitely. It's all just a game, like you said earlier. Exactly. But that's yeah. all I got, man. So, um, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. It means a lot to me because you were the reason why I kind of started doing this. So I'll definitely plug the monkey mind um, on Instagram and I'll give you guys the tag on everything. So Perfect. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah. I think what you're doing is awesome, too, and you'll be helping a lot of people. So that's awesome. Appreciate it. We'll definitely stay in touch. And if you ever come to Indianapolis or Chicago for a game, let me know and we'll get together. 100%. Yeah, definitely. 100%. All right, man. All right. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. See ya. See ya.